Today's episode is brought to you by Canva. Uh, We're all looking for ways to make an impact at work, but not all of us are skilled in visual design. A Canva helps you get your point across uh, simply and beautifully. It's easy to design Canva presentations, docs, whiteboards, and videos. You start with a designer-made template and customize it with your content. Uh, plus, add graphics, charts, and more from Canva's massive media library. Whatever department you work in, Canva is perfect for any task. Sales decks, hiring docs, marketing brainstorms, employee videos, you name it. Anyone at work can design with Canva. Start designing today at canva.com. Designed for work. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. This episode is brought to you by Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hears from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to BrainStuff, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, BrainStuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here with a classic episode from our archives. In this one, we peer into the history of a recorded language that goes back to ancient times, but that doesn't involve writing. Welcome to Kipu, the Incan system of recording information with knots tied in string. Hey, BrainStuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here. During the Bronze Age, the Inca built the largest pre-Columbian empire in the Americas, extending along the west coast of South America from Bolivia to Chile. They not only thrived in the harsh climate and dry, steep slopes of the high Andes, they also served up a masterclass in technical road building that would have made the Romans quake in their sandals. The Inca created a 25,000-mile highway system that's about 40,000 kilometers, complete with rope bridges across treacherous mountain chasms. They also engineered millions of acres of high-altitude terraced farmland and constructed an earthquake-proof citadel on top of a craggy mountain peak, 1.5 miles, that's 2.4 kilometers, above sea level. They even figured out how to freeze-dry potatoes. But unlike the neighboring Maya and Aztecs and the ancient Mesopotamians, Chinese, and Egyptians, the Inca never developed a system of writing— What they did have were kipu, or knotted lengths of cord made from llama or alpaca wool or cotton. They hung in rows like a curtain from a thicker central rope, which was sometimes coiled up to resemble a string mop. These bundles were often color-coded, although most surviving kipu are now a uniform camel color, and could contain just a few strings or hundreds. When the Spanish arrived and wiped out the entire Inca civilization, they found kipu everywhere, but destroyed many of them. In the 1920s, a science historian named Leland Locke, studying the kipu at the American Museum of Natural History in New York City, discovered the knots in the kipu represented numbers. 
and the bundles of textiles were most likely record-keeping devices similar to abacuses, probably used to hold census data or to keep track of the contents of storehouses or how many llamas were paid as tribute. He realized that the height of a knot and its position on its cord symbolized units, tens, hundreds, thousands, and so on, and the position of a string off the main rope could denote things like specific people or villages. But even after Locke cracked the code, he noticed that some of the kipu he studied seemed to be anomalies. He figured these were used for ceremonial purposes. There are, however, anecdotal clues that entire narratives could be passed along through kipu. A 117th century Spanish conquistador reported meeting an Inca man on the road who carried kipu that he said told of all the deeds of the Spanish in Peru, good and bad. Kipu couriers reportedly ran all over the Incan Empire, the cords looped over their shoulders. But finding living people now who can help researchers unravel the secret of the knots has proved very difficult, if not impossible. So Kipu research has made slow progress in the past century. Since the early 1990s, a Harvard anthropologist named Gary Erton has been working to decipher what, if anything, the kipus that don't fit the normal mold of accounting devices might mean, collecting a database of over 900 kipu in the process. Erton has discovered that, beyond the position and height of the knots, there are other factors to take into consideration when reading a kipu, the color of the string, the direction the knots are twisted, and the type of knots used. Through cross-referencing kipu in the Harvard collection with Spanish documents from the exact time and location in Peru where they originated, he has recently been able to prove that the direction the knots are tied in could denote which clans individuals belonged to. Another researcher named Sabine Highland at St. Andrews University in Scotland has recently found that some kipu still exist within villages in the Andes. The locals there have shared some new information about them. For instance, that the different materials used in the strings is significant— and their understanding is that the devices were used to tell stories of warfare. Highland also reports evidence of phonetic symbols in the strings. It could be, for all their ingenuity, the Incas never learned to use symbolic written language, but it looks like they may have been just a little more creative with their storytelling than any other major civilization to date. Today's episode is based on the article, Unraveling Kipu, the Inca Not Language, on HowStuffWorks.com, written by Jessalyn Shields. BrainStuff is a production of iHeartRadio in partnership with HowStuffWorks.com and is produced by Tyler Klang. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 